So I'll just, my natural voice projects. Can you guys hear me pretty well? Okay. Well, today we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Angels, and we just got done celebrating uh, the Feast of St. Michael and Gabriel and Raphael this past Friday, and so right after, back in the day, that feast used to be called Michaelmas, okay? Kind of like Christmas, but it's a Michael and Mass put together, right? Michaelmas. But anyways, that's a that's a very important feast day, and then right after that one, uh, on the next free day, which is today, Monday after our Sunday uh, regular Sunday feast, uh, we have the Feast of the Holy Angels in general, and specifically we're, ta- we're thinking of uh, guardian angels. So the church's common tradition, I don't know if it's a dogma, you wouldn't really call it a, an absolute, you know, rock-solid article of the faith, but a very long-standing, deeply ingrained tradition is that every single human being, whether they're a Christian or not, receives a guardian angel uh, at their conception. And that guardian angel is there as a mediator for various enlightenments and graces throughout the course of their life. And the more this person obeys their conscience, the more the angel is able to kind of work with them and their mediating function in that person's life becomes more uh, effective. Now, ultimately for their salvation, God wants everybody to be saved. Not everybody will be saved. But God wants everybody to be saved, and uh, the journey of life is is a moral, it's fundamentally a moral journey, and these guardian angels help us. And they also defend us uh, from the lies of demons. So you got the opposite team, and uh, they're against us, so to speak, and, and they're, they're uh, as we say in the St. Michael prayer, they prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. And so the guardian angels then help us and they defend us against evil spirits. Um, this is a, a little great, a great little text here in the gospel. Jesus says, see that you do not despise one of these little ones. He's talking about either children or he's talking about Christians who are more like, uh, neophytes. They're beginners in the Christian way. Okay, so they're children spiritually. Alright? So Jesus is saying, do not despise one of these little ones, for I say to you that their angels in heaven always look upon the face of my heavenly Father. In fact, all angels look upon God directly, immediately. The divine nature doesn't have a face, literally. Okay, it's a metaphor for beholding God directly. And uh, the angels don't have bodily eyes, so it's not like they're looking at some kind of a physical thing with their bodily eyes, but they have uh, intellects. In fact, they are pure intellects, and it's with their intellect that they're able to directly apprehend the divine nature. And that is the calling for each one of us. We're all called to this vision. It's called the beatific vision. So God created each of us so that we would eventually be able to behold him immediately with the, with, the, with our minds, with our intellects. We gaze upon or contemplate the Trinity for eternity. That's why we were created. Uh, but we're on the journey towards that. Right now we walk by faith, not by sight. At that time it will be sight. But for the angels, there isn't faith. So angels don't believe in anything. They see directly. Okay, so they see God's face. And uh, that is as close to God as you can possibly get. So what Jesus is saying here, it's kind of interesting. He's saying, these little little kids or these young believers, their angels are really, really close to them and guarding them and protecting them. 
therefore they must be valuable. So don't undervalue them, okay, because God has valued them so highly that he's putting these angels really close to them. But this is interesting, though. He talks about how the angels are close to them by means of talking about how how close the angels are to God. Isn't that interesting? So the closer you are to God, the closer you are to a person. And that's maybe the takeaway for each one of us. The closer we get to God, of course, we won't be as close as we will be in heaven with the beatific vision, but throughout the course of our lives, the closer we get to God, the closer we are to one another because God loves all of us and he wants all of us to know him and to love him for eternity. And so in the mind of God, there's every human being is, is, is close in the, in the heart of God. So the closer we get to God, the closer we get to his heart, the closer we get to everybody that he loves which is everybody. The closer that we're able to be, the more um, responsible we begin to feel for other people, the more protective, more respectful that we are of their reputation, of their well-being, of their spiritual uh, progress, of their ultimate happiness. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can't, it's a common thing that I have to counsel people. They don't know whether they've forgiven someone or not. So I, I just, you know, there's someone who's offended me in my life and I, I, I seem to always have these negative feelings about the person when I think about them or when I see them and I don't know, I want to forgive them, I don't know if I have actually forgiven them. So this is a common question that I, I talk to people about a lot. And I always say to them, do you want this person to be in heaven? Do you want them to know God for eternity? Do you want that for them? And then do you want to be in communion with them for eternity. And if the person can say, yes, I do want that, then that's how you know you have forgiven the person, regardless of these hard feelings. Okay, Because feelings are one thing, but there's a deeper choice that we've made to forgive someone, and, and that is to completely let them go and let God envelop them in his love and in his purpose for their life. Um, but in, in any event, I say all this to say that the... The closer we are to God, the closer we are to each one of us, uh, to each human being. And that's, uh, that's the life that our guardian angels live. They care about each one of us. And they love each one of us because they're so close to God. They know God's designs and his love for us. And so we can always invoke their aid. I think we forget, uh, I forget all the time, really. It's very common to forget that we've got a guardian angel, a personally assigned guardian angel who's with us all the time. And it's really helpful to invoke that guardian angel. We don't necessarily, you know, they're not really, they don't have names like we have names, um, but we can say, my beloved guardian angel, please pray for me, help me in this, remind me. Sometimes I, I ask my guardian angel to remind me about stuff that is really important. Um, wake me up at this time in the morning. I gotta get up and I gotta get the day started so I can fit all these different things in my ministry in. So in any event, let's, let's thank God who's given us the guardian angels to protect us. And, uh, they love us because they love God so much.